Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm sitting right next to my mum, Lenny. Yes, you're very close, darling. Too close? No, not too close. And I'm glad you've made an effort with the lipstick because I was about to outshine you because we're sitting next to each other. People just compare and think I'm the younger one. Anyway, we are next to each other because we've decided this actually works better and maybe my mum will shout less during the uh, Zoom podcast. Yeah. So we're giving it a try. However, the next episode that you're about to hear, we recorded way back when, in 2020, when we were on another... Well, we weren't able to go to America to chat to this fine woman. So we did a Zoom... Um, we did a Zoom... Was it November or October? We chatted to Eva Longoria in September... 45 days before the US election, which she was very heavily involved in campaigning. And we didn't know which way it was going to go. We didn't at the time. Who knew? But perhaps due to Eva Longoria's campaigning, that's what's... No, shout out to... No, no. Stacey Abrams. I think Stacey has <laughs> we'll one over on Eva. Yeah. But Eva was very busy campaigning for Joe Biden at the time. So we didn't actually get that long with her. Hence why it's a short but sweet episode. Because... I mean, you know how I feel about tardiness, but she was 14, 15 minutes late yeah, to jump on the call. An hour. But it's okay because she's beautiful. She chatted about food and we forgive she her. She talked a lot. Of, it's one of our most foodie podcasts. And I she think. helped move the election in the right way. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what have you been up to, Mum? Not a lot, darling. I've been cooking and watching and not reading very much. Don't you find all you talk about is what you've seen on telly? All I talk about is what I've seen on telly. Or what you've eaten or what you might eat that evening. That's what friends ring up and they say, what's she going to have for your tea? What does she have for your lunch? And that's all you can talk about because you're doing bugger all else. What have you been watching, Mum? I've been watching The Serpent. Amazing. Which I think is wonderful. Brilliant. Need I... to know if Jenna Coleman did French GCSE or A-level. That's all I need to know. Because she talks like this. She is très so I've been watching The Serpent. I'm still watching Better Things because it's my before I go to bed at night. That's what I did too. Yeah, Does I it like remind them. you of how we treated you when we were younger? Worse. They you are very you're worse. What? <laughs> I wasn't. No, you weren't I'm as like political. I'm like younger daughter. You weren't as political as Frankie. Oh, I love Frankie. Yeah. This is actually, this is a call out. I actually slid into Pamela Adlin's the creator and writer and star of Better Things, I slid into her DMs and Instagram because she'd ignored my um, worshipping of her. And I just said, hey, I do this podcast. We talk about food. We're <gasps> Jewish. Are you going to get her? She didn't bloody reply. 
What's wrong with her? So that obviously slipped. She probably doesn't reply to DMs. She probably thinks you're a lunatic. Absolutely, Jess. I know. And so if yeah. anybody who listens to this podcast has access to Pamela, somehow, can we, we love her. can we do something about this? Because I'm desperate to talk to that woman. I love her. Me too. Um, you wait until you I get to the end friends. of, I think it's either the second or third series. And it is, have you got I'm, to that I'm bit? I'm on, on series three now. All you say is Christine and the Queens and then you'll know. Okay, no. Anyway, you need to watch that. And also Celia Emery, I would really love to chat to. So we're all watching TV. We're all watching series. We've all watched Bridgerton, I think. And we were interested to get some more telly suggestions. So we put out on Instagram question tell us your telly suggestions we've had so many suggestions many of which mum and I have already watched like everybody else Bridgerton obviously but there are some that we haven't heard of and I feel like this is the like Australian contingent of people that listen to us I think so so here are some suggestions The Heights from Joe Ashworth says The Heights is an Australian TV series and it's mint. Also, this was something that Grimmy told me to watch, but somebody else has. Hazel suggested this. Married at First Sight, Australia. And I hear season six is a a killer. Oh, Lupin. I haven't watched that on Netflix yet. It's French, isn't it? Lupin. Lupin. Oh, Back to Life. Well... We've Somebody, done that. Well, Daisy Haggard is amazing. And also it's Chris Sweeney, who has been a guest twice. Um, he directed it. He's the co-host of Homo Sapiens, the podcast, um, which is brilliant, with Alan Cumming. And he also directed Back to Life. And it is really brilliant. Succession, someone suggested. I did this in lockdown. I want to go out with Kendall. I want to save Do him. You, you, I want to make sure that he's okay. I want to get him off the drugs. And I then want to go on that fucking yacht. I think he's given up the drugs. Uh, he just needs a good woman me thank you so much for all your recommendations we're going to read some more out at the end of this episode the gorgeous Eva Longoria coming up on Table Manners Gloria, you are looking beautiful in your lake house in outside of Mexico City. You you look fantastic and you have about 10,000 things going on in your house at the same time. I can feel that and this is just one of the things that you're going to be doing in the day. How yes. busy is today? <laughs> Today's crazy. This this next 45 days are crazy because of the elections here in the United States. So, um yeah, yes, yesterday when was it? I see, I don't even know, but I flew to Orlando to campaign with Joe Biden, came back. I mean, just went for the day, came back to Mexico. I'm going to, uh, I think, Pennsylvania for one day, coming back. Uh, you know, a lot of podcasts and interviews via Zooms and things about the elections and making sure people are um, registered to vote. And it's just so important. Things are things are a mess in the world, aren't they? Yep. We've got our own shit show here, Eva. But, you know, I think yours is just slightly bigger than ours at the moment. He's but trumping it, yeah, us, I think. Yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> trumping ours, yeah. Well done, darling. Thanks, Mum. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Eva, we have so this podcast is it's it's about lots of different things, but predominantly it's about food and family. 
And I know you've got a cookbook of your own, Eva's Kitchen, which is very much like the, the tagline is like Eva's Kitchen, food for my family and my friends. And it's about, you know, where you've traveled and the stuff, you know. So I would love to know what is the meal that when you come back from a day of campaigning, a flight, what's the thing that you're going to go and open up in the fridge and what you're dying to eat? Uh, it must be one o'clock over there where you are already, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think's in this uh, water flask, Eva? <laughs> um, no, yes, I have a cookbook, uh, and it was like a memoir of my life told through food and my travels around the world, and I'm just, I love cooking. It's so therapeutic for me. It's so therapeutic, and it's so funny you say that. Every time I land from a flight, whether it's from, you know, Texas to California, which is only three hours, or if I'm landing from Dubai, which is a 17-hour flight, the first thing I do is get in the kitchen and cook. It's the one thing that just makes me feel at home and like, oh, this is so relaxing. And my husband always makes fun of me. He's like, we just got off a 17-hour flight. How are you making a meal right now? And I'm like, I I have to get in my kitchen. Um, But yeah, my probably go-to I cook everything. I mean, from shepherd's pie to tacos to uh, a French uh, butter sauce. Like, I just cook everything. Uh, but probably my go-to because of my husband is chicken tacos. He loves my chicken tacos. And I make them, like, in four minutes. I mean, they're so fast. And I just <gasps> make them and whip up a guacamole and a salsa and we're good to go. So what's your secret ingredient in your chicken tacos, your four-minute chicken taco? Uh, that I'm Mexican. That's the that's the secret. <laughs> Fine, perfect. <laughs> no, uh, so we're all fucked. Fine, yeah. I can't make Eva's fine. Great, fine. No, you know what I do? I make a lot of things in advance, and so uh, I have a tomatillo salsa that you can make whenever, and you put it in the fridge. And so uh, that's like tomatillos and uh, serrano peppers and garlic and onion and cilantro, and so you you make that, and it's like a you make a I make a big jar of it, and so. When you're making your chicken tacos, all you got to do is throw in some chicken and you pour that salsa on it. It's literally, that's it. And you heat up your tortillas. So I think prep, prep is a big uh, key to my, my cooking. I have everything ready. I, I don't know if you, you, you guys have rhubarb over there. You yeah. know, like rhubarb. Yeah, love it. Oh, I love strawberry rhubarb pie. And because rhubarb's in season for like a month Ooh. of the year, um, I buy so much rhubarb, I chop it up and I freeze it. And so I can make strawberry rhubarb pie or tarts any time of the year because I have it in the freezer and it's ready to go. And same thing with banana bread. I make a lot of banana bread when your bananas go bad. And so I peel, you have to peel the banana when it's black, it has to be black. And then you put them in Ziplocs and you freeze it and then they're ready to go to make uh, banana bread whenever you want. That's a really good idea. But I bet your freezer's the size of that room. I actually need another freezer. I keep telling my husband, gracias, voy a poner aquí. Some, someone's just come in with a bit of food, I think. I'm so hungry I haven't eaten, but I'm just going to leave this What here. are you having? I'm just having some oatmeal. I was just going to have a bite because it was the quietest thing I could eat on a podcast. Oh my God, eat, eat, eat. No, please. Well, but also answer some questions. <laughs> What time of day is it there? 12. It's just I, I woke up. My son woke up very early this morning because uh, he pooped. So I went in, changed him, and then put him back down. And so that, I was just, I was screwed. He went back to sleep. I was screwed. I was like, mm. whoa. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's noon right now. So this is my breakfast because I went, worked out, played with him. I was, I, I love that the, the only upside to this pandemic has been spending so much time with my son. Eva, did Victoria Beckham teach you how to make shepherd's pie? No, David did. 
David makes shepherd's pie. Is he a good cook? David's a great cook. Uh, he didn't teach me, but he told me the trick is ketchup. Ketchup goes in it, and then uh, we have it with pickle on the side, but we have like the Branston pickle, like the English pickle that's kind of... Um, brown. It's brown pickle. It looks very upsetting, but it's delicious in a cheese sandwich or with shepherd's pie. But yes, I think the, the tomato ketchup, um, that's, a good, that's a good trick. Yeah. So have you taught David to cook as well? Can he do great tacos? I don't think I've, I don't think I've taught David anything. Uh, <laughs> no, but he's a really good. He makes a good bolognese, and he he's very much into cooking. You can see from his from his Instagram. Um, Victoria always introduces me uh, to new things. Like um, there was these crackers. I forgot what they were, but I was just like, "What is that?" Like she's always uh, hip to the newest newest healthy food. I want to know because Mexico City has such a food scene. I mean, I. I've heard so much about it. Are there any places that, I mean, are things open there? Like, are you going out to eat? Are you just staying in? But if, if you were to go out, where's the place that any, everyone should go to in Mexico City? My favorite place, which is closed right now, is called Silvestre, which is in, um, in Mexico City, Polanco. And it's just Mexican food. So you have sopa de fideo, which is like a, a not spaghetti, but it's like noodles. It's like a Mexican noodle. Um, and you can have it in a soup or you can have it dry. Um, there's, of course, tacos, 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 tacos. I mean, you can't get a bad meal in Mexico City, especially if you're a foodie. There's amazing, amazing food scene here in Mexico, like the really Michelin star level to the street taco level. So you really have a good range in Mexico City of of anything. So Eva, growing up, um, you grew up in Texas. I yeah, Texas, Texas, yeah. So so I want to know, because Texas, again, has such great food as well, like the barbecue oh there gosh. and everything. What was it like growing up in Texas, being Mexican um, and yeah. eat, having yeah. all this different food around you? And what are some of the like earliest food memories you have? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I, li- I grew up in South Texas, which is near the border for Mexico. And so um, there's a cuisine there called Tex-Mex, which is yeah. um, not not Mexican and not not Texas. So it's a it's a hybrid. And um, when I married my husband, who's Mexican from Mexico, uh, he's he just doesn't understand it. He's like, this is not Mexican food. I'm like, it is Mexican food. He's like this. I've never seen this in my life. Um, so like, you know, in, in South Texas, Tex-Mex, oh, actually in all of Texas, it's a big thing. But really in South Texas, Tex-Mex is part of the culture. We have these things called breakfast tacos, which are, I guess, kind of like burritos. But you have potato and egg or chorizo and egg or um, bean and cheese or and they come in a flour tortilla. So it's this thick flour tortilla. And in Mexico, most areas of Mexico eat corn tortillas. So it's a very, very big difference. Even here, I have to make I have to make my own flour tortillas because in, in Mexico, they're like, mm, no. And if they do sell flour, flour tortillas, they're very thin. They're super, super thin, like almost translucent. And they're good. It's just they're not what I grew up with, which is this, almost like a pita. I mean, that's how thick it is. It's like a very thick tortilla. And it's, it's meat heavy, you know, in Texas. Everything's meat, 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 meat barbecue and sausage and brisket I loved it yeah it's so good when I was on tour um because I'm a singer when I'm not doing this podcast yeah. I'm a singer mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. and uh and I was on tour in Texas and I made the bad uh, mistake of having a massive barbecue before I went on stage which was 
the worst idea because like you just belch the whole night and I mean I don't need to get into me burping you know Texas <laughs> barbecue up but I mean it's quite delicious but it was really off-putting to be singing ballads but yeah I mean I, I, can I just ask if you're from Texas I just presume everyone from Texas loves Friday Night Lights have you ever watched Friday Night Lights you know I've never seen it isn't that crazy have you heard about it, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard about it, and it's I live favorite program. And I lived it, by the way. I think I lived it according to the blog line. I think I lived that experience. So I was like, I should watch it. I hear it's oh, good. You should watch it. It's so good. Wait, is it Friday Night Lights the movie or the TV show? The TV, the TV show. show. You've got to watch oh, okay. the TV show, and you've got All to right. give it a few few episodes. It's a little moody at the first. Jesse, it's not that good, but we it, love it. It's right. just like pure like switch off just lovely will maybe bring you back to being in texas being a teenager going to see the football matches on the friday you know hanging right. out at the diner after i don't know this is my idea uh, of heaven of texas. i don't know if this actually happens <laughs> does your little boy like mexican food he likes everything, which is so everything. Oh, everything. God, you've got I'm a right winner there, Eve. I know. I have a winner. I have a winner. That's why I'm not having any more because I'm like, uh, he's pretty perfect. But no, he eats. He eats what we eat, and um, the only thing is, he's not into spicy food yet, and that's a big thing in Mexico: spicy food. So he. Um, you know, we even our Cheetos and Doritos and all that is hot here. It's all very spicy. And he he's like, ah, he doesn't like it yet. And usually if you're a, a true Mexican baby, it's in your bottle. <laughs> um, we ask everybody um, on our podcast um, if they were going to have a meal. Um, it was going to be a starter, main and dessert. But you know the word pudding because you have British friends. Um and a, a drink of choice, what would it be? And this can be, you know, anything. And it's kind of the last supper before you're about to go to a desert island or, you know, you're about to not. Yeah. So it can be somebody cooking for you. It could be it could be all from all over. Anthony from Queer Eye did a whole day of eating. So you can do whatever you like. Oh, see, I love a charcuterie plate. Don't even, don't put some cheese in front of me, like a charcuterie plate with jamón ibérico and prosciutto and grapes and fig, fig spread, a fig jelly and crackers. Like I could, that could be a, a whole meal for me and a glass of wine. Uh, so like a charcuterie plate with really soft breeze. That's what it has to be. Very soft cheeses and Parmesan. Parmesan brings out the red wine tastes tastes in the red wines um so i would have that like at at 6 30 or 7 and then when it comes to yeah. dinner yeah i like this thinking i yeah 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 i i love i love a caviar and that's a splurgy kind of dinner i love caviar i love it love it love it but is that a dinner that's like a little no a little that would be a snack that's the starter okay good how would you have it on a bellini with lemon and the creme fraiche, of course, and chives and egg white, egg white chunks. Um, yeah, I, I mean, my husband actually thinks caviar is a meal, but <laughs> but that's like my splurgy once every six months meal. But this is my dream meal, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I want to know, where did you like first encounter caviar that really made you think that it, it was something that you had to have every year? Because I, I don't think I've probably ever had it proper. I think mum used to... I don't think so. I kind of always imagine it kind of being like a Bond, Russian Bond 
themed <laughs> night and you'd be there with your vodka and I don't know I kind of haven't had quite the occasion really yeah with my hippie husband I think god I don't remember the first time I had caviar but I remember somebody taught taught me how to eat it like you have to if if you just eat it like that sometimes it's like ugh. and it has to be good caviar so you've got to know the osetras and all of that stuff which I still don't know all of it but uh it, it's yeah, my husband and I. That's something we we've shared is um, wine. We're we're big winos. We're big alcoholics, and then um, and then caviar as a starter, like a little blini. Do you have vodka with the caviar? No, I usually have a champagne. Usually have like a champagne. Yeah, and then I would move on to like a, a white fish with any kind of like lemon butter caper sauce. I love lemon butter caper sauce like it's just so good it's delicious so there's there's no mexican food in this at the moment or texan food i can see really no yeah i thought you'd be having big big steak oh i love a steak though i love a steak um i i think it's because i'm in mexico right now and i've eaten tacos every day for the last <laughs> eight months of quarantine so i'm kind of fat fair enough <laughs> i'm fantasizing about somewhere else right now uh, and I love a sorbet for uh, dessert. I love a. I'm not a. I'm not a dessert person. I, my husband is. He's a big sugar. Like, what's for dessert? What's for like? He can't wait for dessert. And I, and I yeah. could do without. I'm not a. I'm a salty person. I like salt. You're the cheese and cheese and charcuterie gal. Yeah. yeah. And then wine. Regarding wine, I mean, any like red, white. I mean, is there a particular bottle that we should absolutely try oh if we haven't tried in our so life? So many. So many. Life's too short. Life's well, too short you know, to drink bad wine. I know. You know what? I, I think lockdown has made me realise yes. this. And I have really upped my game with drinking <laughs> and drinking good wine. I mean, I'm, I love a red wine. I mean, I love a cab. I love a Napa Valley cab. I mean, that's probably my favourite region. And uh, after that would be Italy, Super Tuscans, you know, Massettos and Ornelia, Sasakaya. I mean... All of those, oh God, they're just so good. But you seem like a very She's good friend. She's like a sommelier. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like I could really benefit from this relationship if I was to have dinner out with you. We'd be having caviar yeah. and fucking great wine <laughs> and, yeah. and trying to save the world. But um, but yeah, um, I, okay, fine. So we've got your we've got your um, Last Supper. Okay. Um, I want to know when you were growing up. When you were growing up, though, were your parents cooking? Were they big cooks? Is that how you were influenced by kind of this joy of cooking? And what were are they cooking for you? Yeah, so my aunt was a caterer, so she would cater weddings, and um, she would uh, uh, make us all work for her. Like we'd all have to go work the wedding or work the, uh, you know, uh, bar mitzvah. I don't know, whatever it was. And uh, and so that's where I learned how to cook was from my my aunt Elsa. And uh, I remember, I, and my mom, my mom cooked, but she just made us figure it out ourselves. I remember I was like six and I was like, mom, I'm hungry. And she's like, well, you better figure it out because I don't have time to keep cooking for each of you kids. And I remember pushing a chair up to the stove and lighting it, turning on the gas. It was one of those stoves where you turn on the gas and then light the match, <laughs> which I was like, I don't think a six-year-old should be maybe have matches and turning on gas and light, you light it. And then I made myself an egg and it, it was the, probably the worst egg ever because it had shell, it had the shell in it and everything. But I remember feeling a sense of accomplishment, like, oh my God, I made this. Like, I 
made this. And from that moment on, I was hooked. And I've, I've cooked my entire life. My mom remembers I was like nine making my own uh, pasta sauces. I would get tomatoes and this. And I was so into cooking. And then my aunt obviously um, pushed it along when she made us work for her. So everybody's a big cook. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So when did your cookbook come out? Oh, God, so long ago. I actually, 2011. Would you do another one or you kind of feel like you kind of... No, I would, and I should have done them right back to back to back to back because I, I have so many recipes that didn't even make it into the book. But I, um, it's so much work. It, making a cookbook, you think it's just, here's a recipe. You have to test it. You have to get a tester. Well, we know that one. Eva, before we let you go and get on with your day, um, we have some really important questions to ask you, such as what is your karaoke song? <laughs> oh, my, my karaoke song is Sir Mix-a-Lot. I like big butts. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. And I, I always do it. Quite a lot of words. Yeah. I, I do it because uh, uh, my girlfriend has a big butt and I always, I was like, this is for you, Claudia. And she's like, oh my God, <laughs> stop saying that. That one, I like big butts. I like big butts and I cannot lie. That one and uh, LL Cool J's for um, I Need Love. Oh, I when I'm alone one? in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove for the first time in my life. I see I need love. I, he's the, I, I mean, I, but I'm like, I'm a lover of the 80s. I mean, I used to love how he used to lick his lick his lips, LL. He did. He did a good lick of the lip, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> he still does that. Yeah, he still does. I was uh, presenting with him at some award show and he's like, hey, nice to meet you. you know, and I was like. Oh, that's just your thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> How has, has COVID um, impacted on your philanthropic work and your charities? Because I know a lot of charities are, you know, really suffering with kind of COVID and the pandemic, but has it yeah. affected your charities? Yeah. It, do, it does in the, in, in the fundraising aspect. Yeah. We're used to having events and galas and, um, you know, uh, re- visiting the places that we're actually supporting and meeting the people. And that's what I miss about it. I will say, though, for the Evil and Gory Foundation, we've actually been able to help more people because we're virtual. So, you know, we've kept everything, moved everything online and, and virtually. And that's really allowed us to have more reach um, and had allows other people to have more access. And so I think it's a model that forced us to look at 
how we program differently. And as a lot of people, as businesses, you know, businesses have been pivoting to a different business model because of, of COVID and everybody. And so I think it, it's actually a good thing. That's what I think. Um, last but not least, um, have you got, uh-huh. uh, have you got good table manners, Eva? Yes, I do. You know, I was a pageant girl in Texas <laughs> and, uh, and we had to were. go to, yeah, we had to go to etiquette class and, uh, you know, the soup, you soup away, away from you and, uh, where your napkin goes. And they taught us like at the table, the, the table is your bed. So it's, uh, your bread, your entree and and your drink so like you know when you sit down and you yeah. go is that is that my bread is that my drink which one's my drink and the uh but if you go if this is your bed so yeah. that's the bread your bread plate is to the left and your and your water or your drink is to the right so that's how you know that still doesn't make me remember it though Eva how does because I never have a bread roll on my bed oh Jesse, I brought you up properly <laughs> so, can you just explain to me how I can remember that with like how I know how to do lefts and rights because that's an L. Yeah. So hold on. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, very. It's a good one. I still get it wrong. Um, yeah. Okay. So the, the, the table is your bed, and the drink is on yeah. your Bre- right, and the bread roll. I mean, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm beha- uh, Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll, I'll try and f- I'll try and find a hooky line to be able to. But I like the table is your bed. So uh, did you win your? Et- uh, did you win your um, pageants? I did. Of course she did. Of course I she did. bloody did. She's gorgeous, Jess. Did you have to sing? No, I didn't have to have a talent. But I tell you, the first pageant I went in was a scholarship pageant. And I just did it because I needed money for school. And uh, I remember I wanted to get like fifth place because fifth place was books. Like they would pay your books. And I said, if I could, if I could just get fifth place. So what did you do at university? What did I study? Yeah. Oh, I st- education, kinesiology. Were you a teacher? I was going to be. Yeah, I was going to be. And then I said, I'm going to be an actor. And then I left to Los Angeles. <laughs> um, but th- did you get first place then with the pageant? So you didn't get, yeah. you didn't get the books. You got now number I, one. And what happens when oh, you... Oh, I got, I got tuition, books, board, school, uh, 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 boarding, you know, everything. Wow. Everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. That was crazy. Because even my... No, I didn't even invite anybody to the pageant. Not even my mom was there. Because my mom... I told my mom, mom, I'm going to be in a pageant. She goes, oh, honey. Are you sure that's a good idea? Because she thought I was going to lose and be disappointed. <laughs> do they do they still have pageants with all the kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they do. still do. Yeah. Wow. You know what? I will tell you, you know, pageants for me taught me so much because it... it, it it taught you how to have a platform and, and what are your beliefs and how do you communicate that and, uh, and etiquette, you know, we had, you know, and standing up straight and, uh, be having manners and it, like, it was a different thing for me, uh, as opposed to, I, I can see where people protested of like, it's, it's, uh, objectification of women and they're running around in a swimsuit I totally get that as well but for me I was I was at an age where I really absorbed it for the positive confidence it gave me in speaking in in interviews it was mostly in interviews so I could I could uh, go anywhere for interview for a job and knew I would be okay because I had interview training you know Eva it's been such a pleasure to chat to you and um, good luck with all the campaigning and we hope we get to meet you at some point um, in the future face to face and And good luck and we'll have some wine oh my god can we (laughs) nice to meet you all you too you too thank you so much
What a beautiful woman. And to think that David Beckham has taught her most of her cooking skills is a revelation to me. Imagine imagine David Beckham ghostwriting uh, Eva Longoria's cookbook. Yeah, saying, Eva, yeah, add a bit of this and add a bit of that. A bit of ketchup. So loads of you have been writing to us. You're very funny. We like you very much. We'd like to have you all round for dinner at some point. So we asked you to ask us anything. We wanted telly suggestions and food suggestions on our Instagram. Um, and you, we had a lot of messages back. One of which was brilliant. So this is from, I don't know, should I keep her anonymous? It can be like Dear Dolly then. Um, I'll say she's called Lucy. All right. My boyfriend didn't like apricot chicken. Should I dump him? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Some people don't like sweet with savoury, mum. Yeah, I would not go with a person like that. I'd be very suspicious. And actually, you know what? It It's a really good recipe. That's why I'm slightly suspicious. It usually turns even people with a complete aversion to sweet and fruit with savoury. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Depends how long you've been with him. Did you like it, Lucy Marie, more importantly? Um, lots of people have asked how Dr. Alex is coping. Well, well Mum, he doesn't call you anymore, does he? He's staying away because he's now on an emergency rotor. So he does three long days on, three days off, three nights on, three days off. I think the message is wear your mask and let me see my Alex, please. Because otherwise, the longer this goes on, the longer I won't see him. Well, like lots of other people too. All right. Talking about me at the minute. Mum, this one's for you, actually. And What? <laughs> dead edgy babe. That's me. No, no. I mean, oh. you are dead edgy, I guess. And you are babe. a babe, but yeah. yeah. So, Mum, shag, marry, avoid or kill? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't know kill was ever in it. But well, I'm yeah, not okay. killing anyone. Well, you may want to when yeah. you hear the lineup. Matt Hancock, Gavin yeah. Williamson and Grant Shapps. Who would you shag? None of them, Jesse. Okay, I just that's couldn't. not the game, uh, Jesse, I'm a Labour supporter. Oh, would you shag Jeremy Corbyn then? No, darling. Right, so come on then. Um, I shag, think that's marry... a little crude for me. Okay, so kiss, marry or avoid? Who would you kiss out of? Matt Hancock, Garen Williamson and Grant Chaps. I can't. Okay, I've who... actually started to feel a little vomity. <laughs> who would you marry? I wouldn't marry any of them. They're twerps. Okay, who would you avoid? All, All of them. <laughs> Right, that went well. Um, will there be a second cookbook? Uh, not if you want this podcast to carry on. It nearly killed us. So just enjoy the uh, the fruits of our labour with uh, cookbook number you, one. I want to say to all the vegetarian and vegans, I have been accruing lots and lots of vegan recipes. And I'm very excited for the next vegan that comes along that's going to have my chestnut stefado. Why did you have to make it dirty? <laughs> chestnut stefado it's the way that you said stefado it was slightly that's supposed filthy. to be a bit greek oh what would your drag queen names be i don't know how do you I make think a drag queen Lenny name? The lion mum we need to do better than that really actually we'd love your suggestions that would be really really great i'm on drag race soon are you when darling i think in a couple of weeks i can't wait it was so fun but i'm slightly worried that i was too harsh i was taking it quite so seriously you could be jesse harsh well, there's already Jodie Harsh, Mum. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Any meal tips for those who are living on their own, getting stuck in cooking ruts? Well, I cook every night, yeah, always. And you're on your own. And I'm on my own. And then I share it out. There's our neighbour. So I made lovely pepperonata, yeah. which was dead easy, and mm. it'll last a couple of days. Lamb chops. 
Um, that is quite a good point, Mum. Actually, maybe if you're on your own and you can afford to, maybe make a bigger dish so you feel like you're cooking for somebody and then drop it around to a mate. That's quite well, nice. That's I know that, I, you, that. I know you're doing it, but it's quite a nice suggestion for I other people. I do it for other people or you, darling. Oh, somebody suggested... Gooders81 suggested Rick Stein's egg curry. Simple, quick and delicious. That sounds right up my Ooh. street. I love Rick Stein. We used to have that at school, egg curry. Marmite pasta, Sofiola. It's the best thing for children to feed them quickly. I love How it. How was the Marmite hummus? Didn't try it. Looks disgusting. It's a pound of pot, Jess. That is why you gave it to me. That sounds horrendous no, like it was on offer. I wouldn't. It wasn't on offer. It was Ooh, new. Oh, what's gypsy tart, Aaron? Oh, there is a gypsy tart. I know what gypsy tart is. Um... Gypsy tarts like a caramelly tart. Muscovado sugar. Made with evaporated milk. It's very, yeah, very slimming. Great. Perfect. What, how was my chocolate cake yesterday? From recipe so from Auntie sugary. Liz. I'm going to halve the sugar. Actually, it brought my husband's heart rate up double for two hours. <laughs> he usually has a resting heart rate of like 50. And it was like 94. 95 or something. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much to everybody who has messaged in. Uh, you make us giggle and smile and we really appreciate everyone listening and getting involved and getting stuck in thank you Eva for coming on and doing the podcast and we hope you all enjoyed it we'll see you next week keep on writing to us the email is hello at tablemannerspodcast.com we love hearing from you Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm